Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good morning and welcome to Score Values on 670 The Score. I'm Alex Kuhn. Today, we will preview the 53rd season of one of the leading orchestra ensembles in the country, the music of the Baroque, which you can hear throughout the city starting this month all the way through the month of May. Also, we will tell you about an organization giving children with cancer a chance to participate in their favorite events through fun and exciting camps that are free of charge to those children and families going through a pediatric cancer diagnosis. The music you just heard was the music of the Baroque Orchestra performing Mozart's Symphony 34 under the direction of conductor Jane Glover from May of this year. Joining us now to discuss is the executive director of Music of the Baroque, Declan McGovern. Declan, how are you doing this morning? Good morning, Alex. I'm doing really well, thank you. Yeah, well, we're delighted to have you this morning. And let's just start with this. For those that don't know, tell us a little bit about Music of the Baroque. Yeah, so we're a Chicago-based organization. We're a professional chorus and orchestra. We play the music of the 18th century. So I like to say to people that we're the bedrock, the foundation stone of music. These are composers like Bach and Handel and Vivaldi. And uh, we give about 20 concerts a year in downtown Chicago at the Harris Theater and also at the North Shore Center uh, for the Performing Arts in Skokie, and various neighborhood venues like the K-Round Center in Austin, and then various churches for our holiday brass and choral uh, concerts in December every year. So uh, we've been in the business for about 53 years. Um, I'm actually from Ireland originally, and I've been working with Music of the Baroque for seven years. And uh, yeah, we're, um, we're, we have a great music director in Jane Glover, um, one of the first women conductors to make it professionally uh, and internationally. And uh, lots of great soloists from all over the United States. And our musicians come mainly from the Chicago Symphony Orchestra and from the Lyric Opera Orchestra. And all our singers are, you know, some of the finest professional singers here in Chicago. 
You mentioned 53 years. This is the 53rd season that is set to get underway this month, and you'll be performing uh, through the month of May. For you and, and everyone involved in Music of the Baroque, what is this time period, what is this part of the year like for you guys? No, it's pretty frenetic at the minute as we get ready to start our season. So our season kind of runs like the school year. We run from September through May, and uh, we do about 20 concerts over that period. And we're really busy at the moment. In fact, we just did a concert in Ravinia, um, which your listeners will know about that great music festival. And uh, we start our season, we open our season with a very well-known work, uh, the Mozart Requiem. Um, So people who have seen Amadeus, for example, that work was featured in that film. Uh, It's Mozart's final work that he wrote on his dead deathbed and uh, some of the most exquisite and sublime music that you will hear. And we're uh, that's going to be on the 18th of September in Symphony Center, which is the home of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra downtown. And then we also perform it in Skokie the night before, which is Sunday, the 17th of September. Uh, for our North Shore audience. So we're very much looking forward to that and bringing in singers, soloists from, there's a soloist coming in from Ireland, actually, and also three other soloists, some of America's finest singers will be uh, taking the solo parts in addition to our chorus, which will sing the great choruses from the Mozart Requiem. And we're also doing the Bach Magnificat, which is one of the great uh, choral works by J.S. Bach. We kind of refer to J.S. Bach as the godfather. He's kind of the the king of music, if you like, from uh, from this earlier period. He was born in 1685, died in 1750. And some of the greatest music ever written, right to this day, people will say this, came from the pen of um, or the quill of J.S. Bach. So, um, so we're very much looking forward to kicking off our season. Declan McGovern, the executive director of Music of the Baroque, joining us now on Score Values. And you mentioned the Harris Theater, a place that you guys play quite a bit. The 20th anniversary this year of that venue. What has made the relationship that you all have with that venue so special? Well, you know, it was a very visionary project that started around the same time as Millennium Park. This idea of creating this mid-sized venue for about 1,500 people right in the heart of Chicago. And this is literally in the heart of Chicago because it's actually built underground underneath the Pritzker Pavilion. Of course, as you pass it at 205 East Randolph, you see a beautiful uh, glass structure. But to get to the concert hall, you go downstairs and one of the finest acoustics in the city. And uh, we were actually one of the first organizations to perform there back in 2003. Um, It was the vision of Joan Harris and uh, Irving Harris and a whole host of great uh, Chicagoans that wanted to create a mid-sized venue that was smaller than Symphony Center, but larger than, than chamber music venues. So there's really strong connections between us and the Harris Theater. And finally, at our gala on the 21st of October, this is the biggest Baroque party of the year, by the way, happens on the 21st of October at the Fairmont in Chicago. We're going to be honoring Joan Harris. Uh, with the first ever Music of the Baroque Award, which is actually a commission from the amazing uh, and very eminent American sculptor Richard Hunt. Um, And uh, Richard has been a very long-time friend of Music of the Baroque from the very beginning. Uh, Incidentally, Richard Hunt is the artist who who has been commissioned by President Obama uh, to create a, a major sculpture piece for the new presidential library. So we really feel we're made, we live and breathe Chicago. We're about this place and so delighted to, you know, celebrate our music at the architectural wonder that is the Harris Theatre, but also surrounded by these amazing, you know, uh, this 
planets of amazing visionary people and artists who have who have helped keep us strong on our on our journey in, in music making. You mentioned your impact in, in Chicago, and one of the things that I, I think is really cool about uh, Music of the Baroque is the educational aspect of what you guys do. Tell us a little bit about Strong Voices and the partnership that you have with Chicago Public yeah. Schools. Yeah, this is so important to us. Uh, you know, it gives us the opportunity to get into the neighborhoods. It's increasingly important that we do more and more of that. So every week, uh, one of our singers from our professional chorus uh, goes to a school and teaches voice lessons to the CPS students there. And we have about 1,200 students who benefit from this. And the schools range from Hubbard, uh, you know, a lot of the schools on the south side of the city um, and also on the west side of the city. And uh, with, it's, a, it's a weekly teaching program. And then we bring the singers together uh, for performances with music of the Baroque from time to time. So, for example, we have a Viva Vivaldi concert coming up in October, and uh, the singers from the Strong Voices program are actually going to do a little pop-up appearance and sing uh, a chorus from uh, Vivaldi's Gloria. So that's just one one of the examples of the kind of things that we do. We've also performed on the Pritzker Pavilion stage with these students, and um, we're just delighted to see it expand. So, for example, we have two new schools coming on stream, um, Simeon Career Academy in Chatham, for example, and Gwendolyn Brooks College Preparatory Academy in Pullman. So it's all about getting out into the communities, passing on the gift of music and singing to all these students. And some of them have actually gone on to great things. They've started, they've continued afterwards at college uh, to become um, singers and singing teachers. So we're really proud of that program. It's been going for about 40 years and we'd like to see it grow more and more. And um, it really makes us feel that we're living within the heart of the community when we can deliver this uh, this regular tuition every week from professional singers going into our six partner schools. Declan, in your opinion, what is it about the power of music that brings people and communities together? You know, that's a great question, and it's hard to answer because, uh, you know, all music brings us to a special place. We all have our preferences. With some, for some people, it's jazz. With some people, it's hip-hop. With some people, it's classical. You know, I think with our music, Baroque music, because it goes way back, it feels, from my perspective, it's kind of like the original of the species. And when I listen to that music, I feel it lifts you to another level, another zone, another kind of spiritual awareness, because a lot of our music has a strong, you know, connection with, we have a lot of masses and passions and music that was originally written for church settings. But there's also a great energy to Baroque music. And I think music in general has that ability to lift the human spirit out of our day-to-day life. Actually, you know what? Sport does this as well. But I think, it trans- I think sports trans- transports you to a different zone, great excitement, wondering where a game is going to go. With music, you know, you know that these works exist. In our case, they were created 300 years ago. And every time we perform this music, we live this music again. It's fresh. It's almost brand new because no two performances are the same. And I think the ability to of music to just lift the spirit and and bring your mind to a different place and put aside the day-to-day trials and tribulations of life. And, you know, maybe it brings us in touch with something higher beyond our day-to-day existence. It's the magic of music. It's hard to put into words, but that's because music is music and words are words. 
And my favorite language is the language of music, because that will transport you to places where you've never been before. Yeah, it's interesting, Declan. We uh, on an earlier episode of Score Values, we we chatted with uh, the the Violins of Hope, which was an initiative where uh, violinists were were playing around the city of Chicago instruments from yes. the Holocaust era. And you're mentioning music from 300 years ago. Is there something even more, I, I, I guess, in your words, uplifting or or taking you to a different level about music that takes you literally to a different era? in time. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, I sometimes describe ourselves as getting into a time machine and traveling back in time to when this music was written. So this music was written in an era, of course, there was no electricity. So composers were writing on parchment and in candlelight. And, you know, there was obviously there was no TVs or anything like that. So people's elevated experience are the digital experiences that we have nowadays, the equivalent of that back in the early 1700s was music. And, you know, people would go to handle operas in London or they would go to Bach's church in Leipzig and they would, that would be their elevation. That would be their entertainment. That would be their soul searching. That would be that important area that allows the human mind and the imagination to, to fully breathe away from the humdrum and the daily, the daily, you know, trials and tribulations of life. So the fact that we go back so far, um, I think, has something special to it. And then, as I said, when you recreate this music, it's brand new. It's fresh again. It's alive and almost feels like the first time again, because no two performances are the same. And so much of our music is high energy. You know, the instrumental pieces that we play, the concerto was invented, for example, in the Baroque era. So their works for solo soloists with an orchestra. Vivaldi's Four Seasons is a very good example of that. And we're talking about 12 minute pieces here, a fast movement, a slow meditative movement, and then a fast movement, 12 minutes. And you go on a journey with this music and, you know, the pace, the energy, and also the fact that it's contained within a relatively short space of time. This is another reason why I think people love Baroque music, because it's the original symphonies were created then, the, the original operas, the original, all the works we know today, the original concertos. This is where these forms were created and made. And what we love is bringing it to audiences in Chicago, often for the first time, and taking them that, on that journey. Yes, we go back in time, but because it's new and fresh again, it's almost like you've created it from scratch every time it's performed. Declan McGovern, the executive director of Music of the Baroque, joining us now on Score Values. Let's circle back around to the event that you talked about a little bit earlier, and that would be a musical feast at the Fairmont, Chicago, on October 21st. You mentioned Richard Hunt and Joan Harris are set to be honored that night. Tell us about the event. Can people still join? Yes, they certainly can. This is the biggest Baroque party of the year. It's a classy event. It's in the Fairmont Hotel in Chicago. Um, I always feel it's a little bit like an Irish wedding because the culmination of the night is this fantastic band, uh, the Mixtape Band. They do all these cover versions of music from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, right up to the current day. But before that, the whole event kicks off with a concert with our orchestra and chorus. It's a short concert. Uh, and then we go into a cocktail reception and then we have the dinner. And then for the first time this year, we're awarding the Music of the Baroque Award to Joan Harris 
marking our 20th anniversary of performing at the Harris Theatre. The award is actually an original sculpture by the, the very world-renowned and one of the greatest uh, artists in America, Richard Hunt, who's, who's a Chicago-born and bred and still lives here, goes to his workshop every day still. He's created the music of the Baroque Award, and we're going to present that to Joan. We're also making a special presentation to Richard because he goes way back. He was at our very first concert in 1972. He's been on, he was on our board for 20 years. He used to have our musicians come and play at his workshop uh, at Lincoln Park. And he loves jazz and Baroque music. His favorite um, Baroque composer is Handel. So we're so delighted to have those amazing people in our company that night. But really, this uh, musical feast, it's just a big party. But it's a party with a purpose. So the funding, it's our only fundraising event of the year. And the money that's raised goes directly to the Strong Voices teaching program that I mentioned earlier and our free community concerts, for example, at the K Ryan Centre in Austin. So we have plenty of tickets available. It's baroque.org. And um, we'd love to see as many new friends as possible come along. It's really one of the best parties of the year, I believe. Declan, one more before we let you go. You mentioned baroque.org. You guys have a really uh, extensive set of online content as far as pre pre-concert lectures there's interviews obviously there's there's spots where you can get involved and learn how to donate and 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 uh find more information about that as well what all uh can can folks expect to find at your website well i'm so gr- i'm so grateful to you for pointing that out because we put a lot of um effort into um keeping our house full of content you know we kind of look at the website as the house uh, that everything happens in, you know, you open the door and you come in and you see the concerts and you can buy tickets or you can help us on our journey and help our education and neighborhood work. Um, but we put a really strong emphasis on sharing knowledge and information about the music in advance. And our musicologist and uh, director of marketing and communications, Jen Moore, um, she's a lady of many talents. She writes our program notes but she's also in charge of all our marketing, our communications. And she also um, writes videos and edits and produces Baroque notes. So these are the the little 15 or 20 minute videos that we send out before our concerts so that everyone can find out, you know, more about the music. Who is this composer? Why is this piece of music so important? What 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 should you look out for? What makes this piece of music special? Why will it be worthwhile for you to come to a music of the Baroque concert? And, you know, this is so important nowadays. We want to expand the audience. We want to touch every neighborhood in Chicago. And I think, um, you know, making these videos and creating content for our YouTube channel, um, uh, Music of the Baroque Chicago, this is just so important for us to just get the word out there. We are absolutely convinced that there are thousands of people that will come and enjoy this music, but it's our responsibility to put it, put it in front of them and to get them excited about coming to our concerts. Uh, we also have an on-demand service available for people outside of Chicago. If you want to view our programs, if you can't come in person, or indeed if you go to the concert and you want to watch it back later and pause it and zoom in and, you know, enhance that whole experience. So, again, I think like so many walks of life, we're all adapting to an advanced digital world now and also a post-COVID world. Uh, but, you know, the audience is king in terms of our future. And uh, we want to make sure we're doing the best job we can to get people excited and wanting to come to our concerts. 
Declan McGovern, Executive Director of Music of the Baroque. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Alex. I really appreciate it. And come along to our concerts anytime. It'll be a pleasure uh, to welcome you. I will definitely have to take you up on that. Thank you. Thanks again to Declan. Once again, the website, B-A-R-O-Q-U-E dot org. For children diagnosed with cancer, normalcy can be hard to come by. Many times, school, sports, extracurricular activities, and other day-to-day activities can be interrupted by doctor's appointments and treatments. Some kids are told that they're not allowed to participate in said activities altogether. These kids can start to feel anxious, fearful, and alone as their day-to-day interactions decrease. There's an organization right here in the Chicagoland area that provides year-round camps and activities to children with cancer and their families. The organization is called Camp One Step, and their mission is simple. It's to give these kids what they truly deserve, the chance to be a kid again. We now welcome Jill Carlson, the Director of Philanthropy for Camp One Step to Score Values. Jill, how are you doing this morning? I'm fantastic. How are you? We're doing well, and we're delighted to have you this morning. Tell us a little bit about Camp One Step and the work that you guys do. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, Camp One Step is a nonprofit, and we serve children with cancer and their families through camp experiences that are provided year-round, free of charge, that foster joy, belonging, self-confidence, and lifelong friendships. Yeah, and... When, when a child is diagnosed with cancer or is going through treatment, you guys in your mission statement talk about the wide range of, of uh, uh, emotions that they go through. And, and the one thing that I think that you guys keep coming back to is that it, nothing is normal. Uh, they, they, a lot of children get taken out of school. They can't play sports. They, they get taken out of a lot of normal life experiences of giving, of being a kid. How important is, is it for you guys to kind of give that back to them through these experiences. Exactly right. When children are diagnosed with cancer, the whole family is impacted. And for the kiddo, playdates are replaced with hospital visits. And going to the playground is no longer an option, perhaps because of germs. Um, The simple joys of childhood are really taken away and replaced by doctor's visits, treatments, side effects from treatment. So Camp One Step really exists to give back those feelings of childhood and joy and laughter. Yeah, you mentioned the the, the sense of, of community as well. How, how important is it to kind of get them with, with people who understand what they're going through? When a child is at camp, they're no longer the quote-unquote kid with cancer. Now they can be who they are without fear of judgment. Uh, our community is so incredibly accepting um, we see this oftentimes with different scars that children have. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes they're embarrassed by them in, you know, what we call the real world. But at camp, it becomes a badge of honor. Like they recognize that their friends also have similar scars and it's it's normalizing and it's it promotes acceptance, not only with other people, but within themselves. We'll get to some of the events that you guys have going on, whether it's the camps or the, the, the gala coming up on November the 11th or even the poker tournament in the spring, which is emceed by our very own Dan Bernstein here at 670, The Score. But you mentioned families. How important is it for the families to be involved? Uh, the, maybe the families of someone who, uh, of a kid who has cancer, to be involved in the community that you guys have created? We, well, we always think that cancer impacts the whole family. So we also provide 
family camps where the whole family is invited to come and stay for a weekend and bond together and reclaim some time to just laugh and play games and reconnect as a family. Um, parents tend to form very strong connections with other parents. Same with siblings. The siblings tend to form very strong bonds with other kiddos. And then in addition, we have a separate sibling camp that is held in June, and it's exclusively for children who have a sibling diagnosed with cancer. Now, you, you, the, the, let's start with the family camp. We'll get to the sibling camp, but that's coming up in the, in the fall, correct? Yes, it's in October. We're very excited to host it. And the, can can folks still sign up? What, what's the process for, for if, somebody who is a family that, that has a kid going through cancer for signing up for these events or for these camps, I should say? We can, you can go online at camponestep.org, and we have programs throughout the year. And as I said before, everything is free for the families, and they can select from our menu of camp programs to join. We also have um, a new digital program called Connected, where children and families from all over the country can participate um, and join via Zoom conference to do activities with other kids and other families and connect um, just really trying to eliminate any barriers that we have for connecting people in the community that want to be connected. Yeah. How, how often do the, the, those virtual meetings or, or get togethers happen? They're about three times a year. That is outstanding. Jill Carlson, the director of philanthropy for camp one step joining us this morning on score values. You, the website says you guys have about 400 volunteers what do they do what are the different roles and and what are ways for people to get involved our volunteers are amazing we have over 400 volunteers that serve as medical staff to care for the kiddos unique medical needs um, counselors to just have fun and be with the kids and the families and we have what's called roverbacks which is more of a support behind the scenes um, role that sets up activities, for example, and plans ahead. And we need all kinds of help to make this happen. Now, I understand that a lot of the the counselors, or, or some of the counselors, I should say, are former campers. How, how rewarding is it for those former campers to now pay it forward? They, they, a lot of them have, have, have gone through the journey of a lot of these kids, and now they're, now, now they're mentors to these children. It's incredible. And the role modeling that happens, kids that are newly diagnosed get to see survivors and survivors get to give hope and become role models for the younger campers. About one in five of our volunteers is a former camper, which is just incredible. Now, the marathon, the Chicago Marathon is coming up on October 8th. I know that the registration to represent uh, Camp One Step is is full at this point. Um I, tell us a little bit about what you guys have in store for the marathon. We're so excited to have over 100 runners on our Team One Step this year participating in the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Each runner raises money to help us provide these camps for our community. And in exchange, we provide a paid guaranteed entry into the marathon, coaching, training plans, and really everything that's needed for fundraising um, in addition to a celebration party right after they cross the finish line. It's such a fun day. And for folks who, who want to donate or get involved, or, or what are the ways they can do so? And, and, and the, the website obviously has 
everything in store for for folks interested in in what you guys do yes camponestep.org they can go on there and there's a donate button and there's also a tab for team one step and you guys also have the annual gala coming up on saturday november 11th tell tell folks how how they can get tickets and what you have in store the gala is an amazing evening it's held at the ritz carlton and this year's theme is camp is gold and it's a signature event it's amazing. It's so much fun. Tickets are on sale right now on our website, camponestep.org. And we hope that people can join us for a a really special evening filled with drinks, an incredible dinner, auction items, dancing, and camper testimonials. It's It's a very fun night to celebrate our community. Jill Carlson, the Director of Philanthropy at Camp One Step. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much. Thanks again to Jill Carlson. Once again, the website, all spelled out, camponestep.org. I also want to thank Declan McGovern, the executive director of Music of the Baroque, for joining us earlier. That's going to do it for another edition of Score Values. If there's a topic you'd like to hear about on a future edition of our show, or if you'd like to share information about an upcoming charitable event, simply send us an email at scorevalues670 at gmail.com. That's scorevalues670 at gmail.com. I'm Alex Kuhn, and thanks again for listening to this week's edition of Score Values on 670 The Score. Spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.